I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Ben Rayside with multiverse monologues here, ready to talk about DC's new slate of films today with my co-host, founder, co-founder of this podcast, Mr. Ethan Wenslaw. Ethan, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome. We don't get to really do news segments too much on Multiverse Monologues, but we figured we've been mostly a Marvel podcast for the good amount of two years, and what better way to start DC coverage than with the announcement of a new slate? So... I'm ready to do this, and I'm excited to get your first reaction to all of this. Yes, and welcome everyone. If you're just joining in, we like Ethan said, we don't we don't talk DC enough, and we don't talk about it too much because there's not really a lot going on. We had the epic Batman last year, Matt Reeves, the Batman, which was epic to kick off 2022. But other than that, DC news has been pretty silent. Whether they've been delaying projects or straight up just canceling the film after it's finished. You know, DC has been kind of a mess lately. And, you know, they've burned me pretty hard, you know? I I am a... I wouldn't say I'm a self-professed, like, Snyder fanatic like the ones you find online, but I am certainly a fan of just about everything that Zack Snyder has done in the DC universe thus far. And, you know... Lately, with the news of Henry Cavill, you know, we didn't really talk about the news of, you know, Henry Cavill getting rehired and then a month later getting fired right off the DC tracks of Black Adam, which, you know, (laughs) for someone who's trying to build the DC universe, you know, Warner Bros. has done a pretty, pretty bad job. And um, go ahead. And to, to start that off, just since we're talking about the Cavill firing, I have the quote from James Gunn right here. It says, DC Studios CEO James Gunn has clarified that Man of Steel actor Henry Cavill was not fired, but he was more simply not hired for further Superman projects. And that, that, yes, that is very confusing because Cavill told us himself he was going to be doing more Man of Steel and he was in Black Adam. So very confusing stuff there just to start this off. So I've heard conflicting reports about that because I've heard The Rock was like, you know, let's just get him in and film this scene before we get it all approved, you know? And, like, even afterwards, like, I think Warner Bros. gave Henry, the like, the go-ahead, yeah, post us on social media, go-ahead, you know, we're probably going to hire you back. And then they got James Gunn and Peter Safran, the architects of this new DC universe behind the wheel, and they wanted to go in a different direction. So... I I was one of the, you know, I was not a happy camper that day when that was announced because just watching Cavill's video, you know, he, he was so excited to be back as Superman. You know, out of all the roles that he has had the, like, the fortunate, like, to play, Witcher, you know, he must have been in the Mission Impossible films. I think Superman was his favorite. Like, I saw a segment, he was actually like, someone asked him, what's your favorite football team? And he was like, I think the Kansas City Chiefs because, you know, Superman's from Kansas. And I think that would be the team that he would most like. I'm like, so cool. So cool. (laughs) That's so cool. Right. So that all being said, 
James Gunn has promised us since the end, like end of November, there will be in the new year announcing we will be announcing a new DC slate of films. And today, that's what we're going to be going over. Ethan has, you know, pouring over the information since yesterday. But I thought I would take a different approach and, you know, not look at anything. And I am going into this completely, well, I shouldn't say that, 90% blind. Because I know there's a new Superman project. I know there's a new Batman project. And I know the Batman 2 is going to release October 6th, 2025. A long time October, October 3rd, 2025. You know, not as long as I thought. Three days, three days lead time. <laughs> three days sooner, yes. And yeah. I also want to read this quote before we dive into the other stuff. This is a quote that James Gunn had about The Flash, which if you've been following The Flash movie, it's been very back and forth. Ezra Miller has been doing a lot of off-screen stuff, but for some reason... DC does not want to cancel this film. They have faith in it. We heard rumors back when they had the early press screenings that this was Dark Knight level. And Ben, I'm sure I'm sure you've heard all this stuff too. But this is the most recent <laughs> yeah. quote from James Gunn about The Flash. It says, The Flash is effing amazing. It's one of the best superhero movies that I have seen. Uh, they did an amazing job, and I'm really excited for everyone to see it. What really? Are you, what are your thoughts on that quote right there? Really? Really? Listen, I trust James Gunn, but the best superhero, one of the best ones. I mean, maybe, dude, it's got an all-star cast. If Ezra Miller wasn't doing all this crap <laughs> in real well, life, the, man. I, the fact I that know. he is and it's not affecting the movies, It's a, uh, they have confidence in this movie. They really do. I guess so, man. Maybe he's just hyped because it's going to reset everything. Because isn't that what it's designed to do, the Flash movie? Isn't it going to reset everything? I think. Because it's it's supposed to be like a Flashpoint type event deal where it like resets the whole DC. I, I think he's going to use this as the vehicle to you know kind of reboot the whole universe and start fresh anew. Or you know, he might just take it and throw it away. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And well, let. I have a video to play, actually. Okay, and all right, all right. Ben, the video is six minutes long, and I want to get your take. Do you want to pause throughout this video, or do you want to yeah. play it straight As he, through? I, I was gonna, like, I'm assuming this is where he announces all the projects. Yes, yes. Okay, le as he announces the projects, or I'll even tell you to pause it if, if I have something to comment, but as he's doing that, I want to, like, I want to give, you know, I want to get your take and my take on these on these new projects because every time something new like this is released, you know, every time Marvel does a slate reveal or anything like this, just be a nerd. Just being a nerd, it's a great time. It's a great time to be a nerd. So just right there, gods and monsters. That's that's yes. really interesting. That's really And I will really say this is a more niche slate than anything. Like niche? for me, yeah, so with me I read a lot of Marvel comics. DC has never I like the characters on screen, but I've never really diving into the expanded universe of DC. So for me, a lot of these projects are, they're not, they're kind of question marks. I'd never really heard of them and I'm excited to see what they do because the, this, uh, so as you can see on the, the title, it says chapter one. So the MCU, they do phases. I think this DCU is going to do chapters. So that's how they're going to separate themselves. They're going to yeah. do chapter one, and then that's fine. You know, I, They could have done phases. They could have done chapters. Just a way to differentiate. I like that. I'm good with that. But Gods and Monster has me like 
This is interesting. Because... So right off the bat, before we get started, like... My one thing, obviously, Superman, Batman, you got to get the core characters right. You got to start it up and focus on the stories of the movies, just like Marvel did. We harp on it all the time on the podcast. Just making good movies is what makes your universe good. And I will say this approach is completely different than Marvel's approach. Oh. It is uniquely its own thing. And I think it they're taking some big swings, which could pay off. Who's to say? Interesting. Who's to okay. say? But yeah, okay. let 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 me start this video. Yeah. And just tell me when to pause it whenever. Hey, everybody, I'm James Gunn. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And it's one of, you know, our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And So you note that right there? Yeah, that's so they're taking mostly the Star Wars approach. Like when Star Wars bought, well, when when Disney bought Star Wars, it was like everything is going to be connected, everything's going to tie in, no matter what. Like every game, television. Now Marvel doesn't do this, which is interesting. Yeah. But I like that he has this vision. It's just here's the thing, man. It's this is three months he's been head. You know. Yeah. But and to come out also, this soon and he also had stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't he, know he how started his work. He, he started with his work with DC in Suicide Squad. So right. maybe he's been thinking about this for a while, and even he pitched this stuff to DC, which caused them to hire him on as co CEO. So I don't, okay. I don't know. But something else that's key to note there is he said, not only will it be the same characters throughout uh, gaming, animation, and live action. He said that the same actors would voice these characters, which I think is really cool. Because that is something that, as good as Star Wars has been, they don't do that. They do that no. with a few yeah. actors, like Bo Katan, per se, but like Ahsoka Tano, Rosario Dawson is a recast. Cad Bane live action portrayal was a recast. But, you know, it. The consistency, the line will be there. And I think it'll be really if, cool. I'll say this. If they can pull this off, this is going to be really, really cool to see happen. No matter what projects get released, this is going to be really cool. I will say, just, just before he reveals anything, I want something with Green Lantern. We've been starved forever of Green Lantern content. And I am, I am overlooking the 2011 Ryan Reynolds film. That was the, I have a, a fond <laughs> nostalgia for that, but it's not good. It's not a good movie. So we need we need something Green Lantern to really okay develop the I, cosmic side. I know what's coming. You don't. So uh, mm-hmm. who knows? Who knows? Let's let's play more of this video. Okay. And if something is outside of that, like 
Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. Then to So right okay. there, right there okay. he tells us, he tells us. It is resetting the DC universe. As the rumors had said, and we all thought, James Gunn, as James Gunn has done many times, is blunt about it and just tells us, yeah, the universe is resetting. So he said Shazam was going to move right into The Flash. Does that mean there's going to be some, like, interconnectivity? What do you think about that? I don't know. Probably, right? We'll see. We'll see. I would think so. I'm not sure. It... it... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he just said it, and I, I still don't know. It moves right into the Flash is what he said. I mean, maybe he's just talking about, like, release dates. But I'm not going to lie, dude. I, I've i seen trailers for that new Shazam movie. It just looks so... Just... It's not that it looks bad. It's just that I have no, I have no reason to see the movie, you know? I don't know. I liked... I enjoyed the first one, and... I think that this one looks promising, and uh, I don't know. It has Rachel Zegler in it, so I'm I'm going to be excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's true. But like, as for like main continuity goes, if it's just going to reset everything, why does it move? Why does this movie matter? You know, they have to. No, they yeah. have to do more than just be a superhero movie for me to care. I feel that too, but also I think standalone movies are great too because. You also heard him say that earlier that Matt Reeves' Batman and the Joker movies, they are their own universe. They will not be connected to the DCU. So I think standalone stories can still work. And even though we're moving on from all this stuff like Shazam 2, just because it won't be connected to the further greater universe doesn't mean it's irrelevant. Like, for instance, we're doing our Marvel movie marathon where we're going back and we're looking at old properties. Just because those universe were expanded on and built on doesn't mean we can't enjoy those superhero movies as movies, if you're catching what I'm saying. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I, I get what you're... Like, that's a good... A great way of looking at it, I will say. It's just that the first Shazam was a, a good film. And I, at this point in my superhero life... I need more than just a good superhero film. You know, I need something more than that. And it just looks like... Plus, I wasn't really a big fan of the all the kids turning into... It's just there's too much going on, I feel Shazam! like. Shazam! The yeah. villains don't even look compelling either. I don't know. that. I, I'm, I don't even know if I'm going to see that movie like the first day like I usually do. You know? Oh, we, we'll have to. We're going to podcast about it, Ben. I honestly we should because if if what he's saying is true then if it's going to lead right into the flash and the flash is one of the best superhero movies I will say it intrigues my interest now I'm more interested in the flash that he says it's the one of the best movies ever Yeah so it's cool the flash will not only end the current DC/Snyderverse as we know it it will kickstart the DCU into motion so it yeah. does have potential to be both a chapter closer and a chapter 
uh, starter. Kind of like Endgame did, but definitely not as uh, big and uh, the culmination effect isn't there with the Flash. So, yeah, they need to they need to get rid of Ezra Miller, though. Like, yeah, if they don't get rid of Ezra Miller, Grant that's Gustin, something I'll stand bring, by. Bring him in or just you do anyone, anyone else who looks like, you know, the comic accurate Flash. Give him the blonde hair, dude. Like. Make him the Barry Allen that is like you can look up to. Like I only look up to Grant Gustin in the first three seasons of The Flash. Like that's my Flash. Ezra yeah. Miller was good, but the stuff he's doing, I always say you got to separate the real life from the. But he that this dude's out here committing crimes. You know it's not safe. <laughs> he's not safe anymore. So like we got to get him out of there. If you're yeah. gonna get rid of Cavill and and well, I don't even I don't even know his plan with Wonder Woman and Aquaman. So, yeah, kind of like how we were talking about with Cavill and him not returning, James Gunn is saying that there's this Elseworld stuff. So potential, like I was telling you uh, months ago or weeks ago, I guess, that Cavill can always return. And I do believe that someday, much like we've seen Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield come back to the, their respective roles of Spider-Man, I think Cavill will don the suit again sometime. But Well, yeah. Whether that's sooner or later, it's probably later. Probably later, yeah, which is which sucks. But yeah. have, have you seen the the Arrowverse, the Elseworlds cross crossover? That you know whole, me like, and my Arrowverse. I I watched I watched like uh, four seasons of Arrow, the first episode of The Flash, and then that was it. Oh, that's dude. all. I, that's as far as I went through. Looking so back no, I did on not it, see that. Flash was pretty bad. <laughs> but dude, it was it was fun to be a part of during the ride. You failed this city. Oh, dude, he was Arrow was a beast, man. Arrow, the Flash, that was a good time to be a DC fan. That was probably the yeah. biggest my DC fandom ever like ever peaked, man. Every week, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, every like there was always DC television in my something brain. Something to watch, yeah. Which we're probably heading towards again. We we so we still have a lot of this video to watch and a yeah, lot of okay. information to unpack. But before that, I just want to get your take here on the video. How are you feeling about this Elseworld stuff and that James Gunn is officially saying that the Flash is resetting the Snyderverse and everything that you love so much? Yeah, so I I was I'm not a big fan of this move, you know. I like the I like the move to you know kind of reset everything maybe because it's a mess, but you have to keep it consistent. Like I I am upset with the news of Henry Cavill. If you get rid if you're getting rid of Henry Cavill, then you have to clean the slate. You're probably getting rid of Ben Affleck, but who knows what the heck's going on in Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom, and in the Flash because he's supposed to be in both of those movies, or so we've been led to believe. So you have to kind of reset every actor, and I just, I end up feeling bad for Wonder Woman and Batman and Superman and Aquaman. I just, I do not like this move. You can reset the yeah. DC universe, maybe recast Batman because he's older, but you have the perfect Superman, the perfect Wonder Woman. You know, say what you want about 1984, but I think Gal Gadot plays an excellent Wonder Woman. So the news of, like, the, the recasting of all of these actors, it just... I feel like it would confuse it confuses me and it would confuse regular audiences as well because people have fallen in love with these 
characters and have not they haven't been given their proper send-offs. So if the Flash yeah. has something yeah. huge with these actors and, you know, sends them off in some kind of way, then maybe I'll be okay maybe. with it. Okay. But it's okay. not it's not it doesn't sit right with me like with, you know, Andrew Garfield, you know? It doesn't sit that's that's the way it ends. I wasn't I yeah. didn't get a proper yeah. ending to the character. I know. And I, I've stated to you what I feel, but I don't know if I've stated on the podcast. I think that if I were James Gunn, I would do a full reset. I wouldn't want to mess with the Snyderverse that already is a very messy universe. And yes, there is some good that can be pulled from it and actors that are really great in the roles. But we'll even dive further into this video that some actors maybe are sticking around. I'm not sure. Which It's is very so- vague confusing dude like why it is confusing but no 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 no. let's let let's be hopeful for our boy james gunn let let's play more of this video yeah to move into blue beetle a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the dcu and then into aquaman 2 which leads directly into our next few projects which i'm going to tell you about now so peter and i along with a group of very talented writers have started to map out an eight to ten year plan of what dc studios will be in film television and gaming this first chapter is called gods and monsters now this what i'm about to tell you is a part of the first chapter it's not the entire first chapter the first project is creature commandos Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're going to do that's a little bit different at DC is we're going to have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. This is a story. Pause that right there. What? (laughs) Yes. Yes. This next project has me baffled too. What is going Creature Commandos... (laughs) It's more niche, Ben. It's more niche than what we're used to with DC. You hit the nail on the head there. I've never even heard of these guys. Creature Commandos? I know. When when you said, we're going to react to this, I'm like, okay. Yep. I don't know what that is. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you're talking to a Snyderverse fan and then a, a Marvel guy over here. So, I'm, I'm excited for the future. I am. And... What he what he said about uh, creature commandos seems really cool, but do yeah, I yeah, know so a lot about that? Yeah, no. So it's going to be animated, he said. I'm pretty sure that's what he said. And, and I'm, so the, he said it's all going to be connected. So I guess we have to take the animation stuff as seriously as the live action stuff. Yeah, so it's all going to be connected. Yeah, as far as like people saying that Marvel goes, it's hard to follow. I think. DC is going to be equally as hard to follow, maybe even more. So it <laughs> dude, being a nerd, being a nerd is going to be a full-time job come 2020 whenever this Oh, it already is. is. It already is, Ben. But dude, imagine like DC's pumping out nothing, you know? I mean, this this year we're going to get like three projects finally. That's something. But like this is going to be insane, dude. So yeah, so here, I guess there's a little subheader down here for our next thing he's going to talk about is Waller says uh, TV slash live action. So this will be a TV show, and we've already met Waller. She was in uh, Suicide Squad and The Peacemaker, if yeah. you remember. They actually ca- casted her really great. She looks just like this photo. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, All right. Do you want me to play more? Yeah. I want to hear what he has to say about this one. Okay. Story of Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. Viola Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker. And this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. Okay. Next up is... All right. You want to go into the next thing, or you want to talk about that a little? No. That feels (laughs) unnecessary. That feels unnecessary. I don't know. It's kind of like a Peacemaker project. I feel like. Okay. It's probably going to be good. Probably. But I feel like it's a weird. So is this in chronological? Like this is what's going to release first and foremost. Like Creature Commandos is coming first. Then Amanda Waller. I'm not sure. Yeah, he didn't really say. I would assume though because it's animation. And I guess the Amanda Waller stuff is kind of tying into Peacemaker. Yeah. So they'll probably get those two projects out there pretty quickly. Yeah, and th- that that stuff's also interesting because we know from the ending of Peacemaker that some of the Snyderverse is relevant still. Viola Davis. You know? There you go. And, she, well, the Justice like... League shows up at the end of Peacemaker. So Yeah, but you can only that... see the Flash and Aquaman. Oh, Which... boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. It was all part of the plan. James Gunn knew what he was doing when he, he made He knew what he was doing, that that I... James son of a gun. <laughs> Listen, we make jokes, but I'm pretty sure that's where he's going to go. He's got his Flash. He's got his Aquaman. Yeah. And he's probably not going to recast him. All right. Cont- I don't know. Th- these first two projects are it's strange. They're, okay. They're strange. Okay. Strange. Strange there, way to start. There's stuff to come. There's stuff to yep, come. Yep, yep. Here we go. The big one, the true beginning of the DCU. This is called Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay. The next thing is a big premiere. Okay. Superman Legacy. And okay. it is notably not Henry Cavill. Let's get thoughts. Okay. All right. Wow, July 2025. 11th, 2025. That's going to be a huge... Isn't that when Batman 2 is coming as well? 2025? Yep. yep. And Avengers. We're getting an Avengers movie that year. Holy cow! It's going to be a beautiful year. It's going to be a beautiful 2025. year. 2025. People... So, I just want to plug Kevin Feige because recently, uh, superhero fatigue has been a big debate. And Kevin Feige just came out and said, yeah, people aren't going to get tired of superhero movies. And, I mean, I, as a fan, I kind of agree with that. Because if, obviously, like, most of Phase 4 wasn't the best, right? Right. And some of the quality lacked. But I did, last night, just watch a No Way Home reaction video. And I just got all the chills that I got the first time from No Way Home. And even though Phase 4 was really chunky, it gave us Spider-Man No Way Home. And that, that was a huge film. So if if Marvel can still Marvel and DC respectively can still push out things that are really good, people aren't going to get tired of it. I just I just know because the IP is there. They're still making tons of money. I I think Kevin Feige's onto something here. 
Listen, if you can pull off good storytelling, it's just that a lot of these projects were affected by COVID. And it's mm-hmm. fresh in people's minds. So that's what people are thinking about. They have superhero fatigue. You're, I, I will always say this and defend this. I agree with you. Superhero fatigue is not going to be a thing if you can tell good stories. We had superhero movies from 2008 all the way to 2019, man, with phases one through three of the Marvel Universe along with DC movies. I didn't see any talk about superhero fatigue during those times because most of those projects were good. These projects have been, in my opinion, very lackluster. Yeah, But we did get No Way Home. We did get Loki. Projects like those are why I still love superheroes because, or supervillains or antiheroes or whatever you want. These connected universes can tell such interesting stories. And you have your Elseworlds that he's talking about, which I'm, I'm super psyched about because you don't have to play by the rules of the universe. Oh, you can't do that because it's, it's someone else is doing that in the other corner of the DC universe. Matt Reeves can do what he wants and shine with the Batman too. But... James Gunn and Peter Safran can tell a huge expansive story and maybe, maybe just use Robert Pattinson in a way far off future Batman crossover special, maybe something like that. I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah, same, same. So are are you feeling a little more hopeful now that Superman Legacy has been thrown on the docket and he said it will start the DCU? Well, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, I, I'm, I'm obviously I'm still burned out about Henry Cavill. I, yes, I gotta know yes. who he's gonna cast. I want to know what the movie is gonna be about before I can start to get, you know, the best feelings from this. But I like that Superman is gonna start start the universe. So now that we're on the topic of Superman, you know I I uh, I push Superman and Lois a good amount, and the hiring of James Gunn hasn't really changed that show. That show is still. Uh, it's for sure getting a season three and a season four is rumored for it. So that show is still going to be kicking one of the last CW shows not get canceled. And I did want to say this, uh, Michael Cutlass who played Abraham on the walking dead, he was cast as Lex Luthor in that show. So that just go watch that. Go If you're desperate for Superman content today, right now, and you have not watched Superman and Lois, Sure, it is not as big and as epic as some of the Superman movies, but I think the character story is there, and I think I've never related more to a Superman than the one on Superman and Lois. I'm going to have to give that a watch, dude, because you've been singing its praises. I've getting no DC content. I'm not going to get good DC content until, like, July. So I need my DC fix, man. That's the way I'm going right. to get it. Yeah. And I you have HBO, HBO Max HBO. now. Exactly. Yeah. There we go. All right. All right. Let's see, let's see what he's going? next. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Mere yeah. HBO television series called Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, nice. John Stewart and Hal Jordan. And we have a few other Lanterns peppered in there. But this is really a terrestrial-based TV show, which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct earth in it they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the dcu next is a big movie dude all right that's huge all right that is that is huge right there that is so big that's what i want did he say hell jordan and john stewart i'm pretty sure that's what he said right oh dude 
<laughs> oh, dude. All right. So, as far as this slate goes, that when I heard this, so I'm not even a big Green Lantern fan. But when he just described the space detective and the true detective vibes, I got really excited. And I'm all I love television, as you know. So I'm real. This is what I'm most excited for out of these announcements. This Lantern show. Because like, yeah, Superman, right? Yeah, Superman, Batman. We have tons of that. But Green Lantern, like you said, we, we don't have a lot of that, especially in live action. Especially in live action, dude. And you, dude, so there, I don't know if you ever watched it. There's this Green Lantern, the animated series show that I used to watch as a kid. I watched all, I think there's, there might be one or two seasons, dude. It got canceled, I'm pretty sure. But dude, the, something about the animation and the way they were able to use the freaking rings of emotions to like signify the clans of the Lanterns. So interesting, dude. And I like how he said that the, the threat here is going to tie into the bigger DC universe. Because, say what you want about Marvel television, most of it is not as connected as we'd like it to be to the main overall story. Part of the reason why I like Loki right, so much right. is because of that. I like that, I like that this is going to be as connected. So, like, an animated series is going to be as big and as important as a big budget movie release. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. Let, let, let's go a little more. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> this says the authority of film. Let's go. We call the authority. The authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters. We are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a television series. Okay. Or was he still talking about that? Let me, I'll play it a little more. It's called Paradise. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Any thoughts on that one, Ben? The Authority. That's another project I have no idea about. It doesn't even sound like yes, they're like mainline DC characters. Which, it, uh, like, Dude. Think, about the, think about it this way. The Iron Man was not a, a mainline juggernaut when yeah. it started. And then the MCU made him into one of the best characters in that universe. So I think focusing on the lesser knowns is a good thing. Sure, you have to make me excited for it. The IP is in there. The name of the authorities doesn't bring people to the theater. You have to get people in those seats. But if there's anything we know about James Gunn is he can take an unknown IP like the Guardians oh, yeah. of the Galaxy oh, yeah. and make it Suicide known. Squad. Yeah, yeah. James Gunn is good with these niche characters. He just is. That's a fact. Uh, even Scooby Doo, yeah. <laughs> two thousand two. <laughs> Let's go. He knew. He knew what he was doing. That. This is a really man. You were right when it was niche. I don't know. I don't have anything to say about that one. It's just an interesting, another interesting decision. All right, here we that. go. Yeah. This is a show. Here, I'll back it up a little just so we can. Get the full thing here. Yeah. Or I maybe went too far there. Uh, here. We'll try it right there. Superheroes. Mm -hmm. We're doing a television series called Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually known as Themyscira, which is the birthplace 
of Wonder Woman. Oh. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman. Oh, all right. We're getting a little Ooh. ahead of ourselves there. Okay. <laughs> I, already, well, Any... I already know about that one. Uh, okay. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> well, Game of he Thrones said... doesn't sound good. <laughs> Well, know. the Game of Thrones was a massively successful show, and I think he's just talking vibes. Now, if it's uh, as full of uh, sex as Game of Thrones, then then yes, we as our podcast have a problem. But <laughs> yeah, we well, just gotta that's wait. Interesting. So it's 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 a it's a it's set a while back, so it's probably not going to deal with Wonder Woman. Is that what he said? And it's it's interesting. Dude, so earlier one yes james gunn also recently said that the dcu will be a mixture of pg-13 movies and r-rated movies good so okay i'm glad we, i'm there I'm okay is going to be that, that. Mix as long as there. there's not like gratuitous sex everywhere you know i'm good with that i'm good with yeah. having these like i'm good with the rated r batman they'll not they won't do that to bring in people into the theaters but i like I like me some brutal superhero storytelling. I think especially James Gunn can do that well. The Suicide Squad, his one, was excellent. So Yeah. I'm, so, I'm good with telling those stories. Yeah. As as we heard him say, the next thing he's gonna be talking about is Batman. What what do you know about this project? I know it's a new bat uh, like I, I literally avoided everything. I just okay. assumed number one there'd be a Batman project and I I, I just know that they're gonna recast. So Okay, let's 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 play this. Batman is the brave and the bold. The brave and the bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Ooh. Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line, and so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. All right, oh. the beginning of the Bat family in the DCU. And Ben, earlier in the podcast, you were wondering why I had my Robin minifig over in the distance. This is why. Whoa. Okay. This. Okay. So, this is interesting. This is. Re- I. I've been hoping for Robin for a while. I think Robin's a great character, especially especially when he turns into Nightwing. I like that a lot. That's interesting that he's going to start with Damian Wayne, though, because he is notorious for being like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's like the third or fourth Robin. I'm not sure. He starts off with Dick Grayson, and then it's Jason Todd. So that's interesting that he's going to start with Damian Wayne. And he said that's going to be the start, because Damian Wayne trains with the older Robin at times. And he uses, he kind of looks up to him as like a mentor. I'm not that big into DC. I could be getting these facts wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is what happens. You know, Nick, Nick would be great. I want to get his take on some of this. We should have called too. Nick. We should have called we Nick. Honestly, we here. should have, but that's interesting that he's going to start off with that. Honestly, I'm going to have to think about that one more, but I'm more happy than, than mad about that because I'm just glad to get a Robin. Well, what, what is there to be, be mad about? We still get Matt Reeves, Batman. No, that's it's just interesting that they're going to start hoping with for a... that Robin. Yeah. Because okay. the 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 I think the first Robin story is really interesting because it it almost ties into, you know, Batman 
Batman's whole story because, you know, Damien, uh, Dick Grayson's parents and the acrobat in the circus, they get killed. And so he trains him up so he could defeat the people who murdered his parents so that he would like not become bad. Like it's, it's a whole really cool, interesting story. So that's just going to be, it looks like he's going to take a different path with it. And it, uh, so just as far as we are now, I'm not sure how many more projects he's got to release. I'm, this is already more than I thought he was going to release, but it sounds like they're just really going to let James Gunn do whatever the heck he wants. Yes. Like, yeah. produ- like producer, go ahead, do whatever you want. This is like giving Kevin Feige the keys to the car. If Kevin Feige had the keys to the car during Iron Man. <laughs> right away. Yeah. But that, I mean, that can only be a good thing. I think. I just wonder right. who they're going to cast let's... as freaking Batman. That's that's interesting. A I new, know. A new Batman's always exciting. So I know it. <laughs> it's going to get real. We we've had one Iron Man, and what what would this be the uh, sixth the... live action Batman? Oh, or dude, am more I low than that. that? This would be the more fourth one in like the last twenty years, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. I forgot about Adam West, and I'm probably forgetting about a bunch more. But let, let's play. Let's play more of this. Yeah. Next up is a TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics' really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. So, imposter syndrome, time travel, booster gold, Ben thoughts. That's that's straight up. So, have you ever seen the Brave and the Bold Batman TV show from like 2010, like early? So on, I have like the cartoon. I have. Yeah, but he, long time I, that's ago. That's the only way I long know time booster ago. gold. He he he's the he's a quirky dude, man. That's what I know about Booster Gold. <laughs> I don't know much about him. I like that they're doing a TV show about him, though. I I like that he's going with the we know some stuff and we don't know some stuff to really kind of you know get us excited. I like that aspect of. He's I mean, I don't know if he's going to announce a Justice yeah. League movie, but I like that he's going old and new. So that we can kind of get a mixture of both. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let's let's go a little more. One of my favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Mm. And so we're going to turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents. Whereas Supergirl, in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing, the last... Whoa! (laughs) Yo! All right. Okay. Woman of Tomorrow, Supergirl. I just want to highlight here that uh, I have not read this run. But uh, Koi Jandrew from Real Rejects and many other things, he said that this is one of his favorite comic runs ever. Whoa. Yes. I will say, so that he... looks really interesting to have Superman stories set on Krypton as it blows up. That's really interesting. Superwoman. You, know, you said you Superman. Could... 
Well, a, a super, you know, one of the soups family, you know? That's, yes, that's just yeah, an interesting yeah. having a super story set on Krypton. Because you can go that route of having her go back to Earth like Superman, but you're doing that already with Superman Legacy. So, oh, that's interesting. Okay, all right. I'm, in, I'm into that. I, I'm in for a cosmic epic space film with Supergirl. If if her show wasn't straight trash, you know, I think <laughs> Melissa Benoist, I believe, is who plays her. She was great in the role. They probably won't get her to play her, but I like the Supergirl character. I think she's great. Yeah, yeah. And All right, here we thing. go. Swamp Thing. <laughs> Last thing we're going to talk about, a very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique Mm. and something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Anyway, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you watching. I hope this was exciting for you because it's really exciting for me. And I can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure. Thank you so much. All right. That was James Gunn. Okay. All right. I love his passion. I like I like that statement at the end that the director's vision is what's going to be, you know, DC fans <laughs> we know we've had great directors cuts in the past and directors have been, you know, thrown away and cast aside many a times, you know, whether yeah. that be any anything. So it's nice to hear him say that and to keep the director's vision unique. It sounds like you know, say what you want about the Marvel films, but there's definitely a formula that they follow, especially like, yes, the Marvel yeah. humor is definitely a, you know, inject that into your movies. You know, you got to have Marvel humor, or at least it seems that way. So it's interesting to see them build a, a connected universe with many unique styles. You know, I don't think we've really, I don't think we've seen it to the extent that I think James Gunn is going to be able to pull off here. That's going to be really interesting, dude. I'm more, I'm more hyped than I am cautious. I was cautious, I'm not going to lie, going into it. I did not know how much he was going to announce. That's way more than he was than I thought he was going to announce. That's a lot of projects also. He didn't give release dates, I guess. So I guess it's interesting that he announced Waller and uh, Creature Commandos first. So I think those are probably yes. going to come out first. And then here, and I have and uh, yeah. I have an article here too. I'll I'll Ooh. I'll share that with you right now. Okay. It it basically just reaffirms what he just said, but it gives us a little more clarification. So are you seeing that right now? Yeah, okay. Awesome. Ooh. So let's scroll through here. This uh it it just gives us more clarification and 
Is there anything you want more clarification on here? Oh, so it says yes. seven episodes. Creature Commandos, okay. a seven episode animated series written by Gunn that is already in production. Originally a team of classic monsters assembled to fight Nazis. This is a modern take on the concept. The voice actors have not yet been cast, but the executives are looking to find people who can voice the animated characters and also portray the live action versions when the heroes show up in movies and series. Ooh. Okay, I'm into that. All right, Waller. Waller is a spinoff of Gunn's own HBO Max hit series, Peacemaker. Viola Davis will return as the ruthless and morally ambiguous head of a government task force. It is being written by Crystal Henry from Watchmen and Jeremy Carver, the creator of Doom Patrol TV series. So this this one really confuses me. Even Even right now, I'm sitting here, I'm like, even with when they announced Suicide Squad as like the fourth film in the DC universe or the third one, I'm like, I don't get the obsession with the anti-heroes and these characters. Just put them in like Batman, make them villains. Why are, what is the obsession with, you know, like the Suicide Squad turning these people into heroes? They work well as villains. And yeah, we can see like, you know, characters that we probably would like Polka Dot Man. We probably wouldn't a calendar man. We probably wouldn't get to see those characters on the big screen if it's not in a film like the Suicide Squad. Yeah. But what, especially with Waller, I don't care. I don't care about seeing a show about Amanda Waller. I don't even I don't know if I'm going to watch. Care. I don't like, care. I don't know. Is I'll, I'll watch it obviously because it's going to connect. But Viola Davis is great. But I don't care. It's going to be a okay. part of this new DC universe, but I don't care about that project one bit. I don't know. Maybe you have All a right. different take, but yeah, that's yeah. me. Superman Legacy. Ben, can you see this and read this? Do you want to read this? Yeah, the movie small? featuring the Man of Steel that Gunn is writing and may direct, although no commitments on that end have been made. No commitments? He did say he was going to direct. I thought he was going to direct. No, he did say he was going to write. That's my bad. While the he two said he was halfway titles, through writing it. Yeah are meant to be aperitifs. In Safran's words, the two previous titles, what does that mean? Oh, director and writer? Oh, uh, this, Waller and Creature Commandos. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, Superman is the true kickoff for the duo's DC plans. It's not an origin story, Safran said. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. He is the embodiment of truth, justice. Oh, and that's interesting that it says with... And the American way. I thought they did away oh. with that. He is kindness in a world that thinks that kindness is old. I love that. I like yeah, that. He is that's kindness beautiful. in a world beautiful, that thinks right that there. kindness is old-fashioned. And, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning this right now. A Superman story set in modern day where everyone is tired of, you know, crap and this and that. And, you know, everyone's everyone acts like they do. No one's really kind anymore. You know, it's everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. I, I would selfish. love to see Superman. Yeah. Yes. Act as a selfless hero in a selfish time. Yeah. I would love to potential. see that. That has potential. That has potential, man. My thing is any character can get a good story if the writing is there. Mm-hmm. I th- think a lot of the time the writing uh, – I'm not going to bash on Snyder's Justice League or Snyder's Superman because everyone loves – or a lot of people love him. I, w- I wasn't the biggest fan. I think relatability-wise, I didn't like – I didn't project myself onto that character. I'm more – project myself onto the version that we see in Superman and Lois. But yes, a 
kindness in an unkind world. I, I like to hear that. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, Lanterns, you want to read that? or I'd like, right, Do you want to read yeah. all these right here? Yeah, sure. Okay. I can yeah. see it pretty clearly. I like this. Greg Berlanti's long-in-the-works Green Lanterns TV series has been scrapped, which was announced back in, like, 2015. And Gunn and Safran have parted ways with the longtime DC series steward. Good, Greg Berlanti, he sucks. Get him out of here. In its place will be a new take on the space caps with power rings. Our vision for this is very much in the vein of True Detective, Safran described. It's a terrestrial based, which I guess means it's going to be on Earth more than it is going to be cosmically, which I'm fine as long as we do get to see Oa and the whole Green Lantern Corps. It will feature prominent Lantern heroes Hal Jordan and Jon Stewart and is one of the most important shows they have in development. This plays a really big role in leading into the main story we are telling across film and TV, which I guess makes sense because these look like they're yes. just kind of, you know, building different parts of the universe, which is good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I assume you're hyped for Lanterns. This is my most anticipated project right here. Lanterns. Yes. Sure. I, right when I heard this, I got excited. And like I said, I'm not a Green Lantern guy or big Green Lantern guru, but this looks like they are putting the effort into this and yes. the same deal with uh the last of us i did not play the last of us video game but i think the translation of that has been really great to screen and i as a tv show fan have been able to enjoy that regardless of what the source material was hmm. next we have the authority a movie yeah. based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the late 1990s under an influential imprint known as Wildstorm, run by an artist and now head of DC Publishing, Jim Lee. And here's a quote. One of the things of the DCU is that it's not just a story of heroes and villains, said Gunn. Not every film and TV show is going to be about a good guy versus a bad guy. Giant things from the sky come and good guys win. There are white hats, black hats, gray hats. Added Sa uh, Saffron, they are kind of like Jack Nicholson in A Few Good Men. They know, or they know that you want them on the wall, or at least they believe that. That's good. Good. I, a unique take is what we need. The more unique you can go and the more experimental you can go with superhero projects in and of itself, you're going to have good results. Look at the MCU shows. The most experimental shows of that are the best ones. WandaVision and Loki. There you go. I like that a lot. And this one really has me interested. Paradise Lost. Par yeah, you want to go ahead and read it? The duo described this HBO Max series as a Game of Thrones-style drama set on the all-female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace, Themyscira. Filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players, it takes place before the events of the Wonder Woman films. Whoa. Hmm. Hmm. That would Before the events of the Wonder Woman films. That would the suggest. The Gal Gadot Wonder Woman films. Hmm. That would suggest that she would be still playing. Now, here's the thing with a reset, though. You can still yeah. have the same actress portray you them. You could. And yeah. other actors not. But that's my thing, man. If you can still have those actors, why not just bring Cavill back? That's the thing. The that's, age. That's what has the age. Jaded. Cavill's Henry age, Cavill's I think, is Cavill's not that old, thing. I don't think. But I think Gunn wants a more young Superman. Yeah. 
I guess. I guess. This one's also really interesting. The Brave and the Bold. This is the introduction of the DCU Batman. Of Bruce Wayne and also introduces our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne. Who is a little son of a bee. This movie will take inspiration from the now classic Batman run written by Grant Morrison. That introduced Batman to a son of new, never knew existed. A murderous tween raised by assassins. It's a very strange father and son story. And importantly, it will feature a Batman not played by Robert Pattinson. Very interesting. Who's going to play him, man? Who's going to play Batman? You got any fan cast, Ben? Yeah, but I feel like they're too old, you know? Yeah. yeah uh, the person who played the Lone Ranger, I, I forget, Army Hammer, I think he would make a great Batman. But I don't know, like, I guess Gunn is going for a younger Batman, but, I mean, we also have another younger Batman in the Batman. So, who knows where he's going to go? I think he's going to choose a guy who can play Batman for a long time. I would go take inspiration off the Arkham games. I would get, I mean, that's basically the Batman anyway, so I guess you can't really go there. I would just like yeah. to see the the one thing that, that hasn't really been done <laughs> is the white, the white eyes, man. The white eyes. I would like to yeah. see the white eyes in the cowl, like in the, the Batman the Animated Series. He said it's going to okay. take inspiration from the uh, the animated Justice League series, I'm pretty sure I remember him saying that. So, we well, did you ever watch the Brave that. and the Bold TV series? There you go. That's another. Great yeah, there, one. You, there you go. There you go. I don't know if they'll go with that costume, <laughs> but but I would like to see you know like a gray and black, not really like a like a tactical suit like he's got in the Batman. I want to see like the cape, the cowl, more of like a fabric than like. I don't know. You can't really go better than the Batman v Superman. I think that Batman suit is like the perfect one. The gray and the black. Oh, that's a chef's kiss right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. They used a lot of good concepts for those movies. And I mean, I still love the movies. I think they were great, but yeah. Excited and for, for this- me as far, yeah, for me as far as fan casting goes, I I just want fresh new characters. I think or fresh new actors, I think that would be really fun just so we can look at that actor and go, that's my guy. That that right there, that's Batman. Even though that's hard now when we have so many Batman. See, they can do that with Batman because we have so many. But for me, they can't do that with Superman because Henry Cavill is my Superman. That's the thing. I'm sure he can do good. I'm sure this new guy will be fine. Like, James Gunn, he knows how to cast people, but... As far as Superman goes, I'm also a big, of course, music guy. Superman's theme will never get better than Hans Zimmer's Man of Steel <laughs> theme. So, I mean, we'll see what he does. DC's always been good with music, but I'm interested to see how it'll adapt into this new vision of James Gunn. So that's, that's going to be interesting. The Batman sequel, though. Pattinson will continue to portray the Dark Knight in at least one more crime saga movie. No, 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 no. This guy needs like six more. Directed by Matt Reeves, that movie, The Executives Revealed, will be released October 3rd, 2025, and is being titled The Batman Part 2. Oh, okay. So no, no like, description. 2025 is going to be a very big year for DC. Superman and Batman within the same year. Haven't mm. had that, like, ever. That's a year. That's a That's year a right year. there. That is That's a year. That's a year. 
<laughs> not only and Secret War get, or uh, Kang yeah. Dynasty. Yeah, you get Avengers, Avengers, Batman, Superman. Aren't the Fantastic Four coming out? You know, nothing can nothing can beat what's t- coming in twenty twenty four though. Nothing. What's coming in twenty twenty four? Oh come on, Daredevil born again. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all. That's all my eyes look towards. Regardless yep. of where the MCU is or what's happening, I got Daredevil born again coming, and yep. I'm always hopeful for that. And if and if they fumble the bag, and they they screw the show up, I can always roll back on the comics, which are peak. So I am not worried at all. There we go. Because that, that that's all that's all that should do. All right, uh, Booster Indeed. Gold, an, an HBO Max series based on a unique, lesser-known hero created in 1986. Saffron said that the series is about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. Gunn described it as imposter syndrome as superhero. Which can be very interesting as a premise of a, of a TV show. This one... Or a movie or whatever they're going to do. But this one looks really cool. Just from that image of her on Krypton or wherever she is, that looks really cool if they're going to you know, adapt it from that. Taking his cues from the recent Tom King written miniseries, this movie promises a different take than what most think of when Superman's cousin comes to mind. Indeed, we will see the difference between Superman, who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents from the time he was an infant, versus Supergirl raised on a rock chip off of Krypton who watches everyone around her die and be killed in terrible ways for the first 14 years of her life and then come to Earth. She is much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. And yep, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> Which is absolutely <laughs> that's insane. She's going to be a much more jaded character like Gunn said. Yes. But yes. we need the difference. You need the difference. They can't be the same character. I like that. And then Yeah, and it, it looks like he'll have uh, intera- she'll have interactions with the Superman, which is good, or at least we'll get to compare and contrast the two. Yeah. So yeah, that that'll be cool having them directly interact like that. And then lastly, Swamp Thing, a horror film that promises to close out the first part of the first chapter. First. So part. yes, much. Yeah, first part. Yes, that's true. That's true. So how many parts will this first chapter have? I don't know. But already it's looking way more stacked than Marvel Phase 1 did. And (laughs) is this a good move when starting a new universe? So you, with Marvel, they had to introduce uh, normal audiences to a comic book world. And it kind of slowly eased us in. But here James Gunn knows he's... He's basically saying, you guys, you've been following Marvel. You guys have been keeping up with the Snyderverse. You've followed Arrowverse. You guys know how to follow universes. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to hit the gas and go as fast as I can with this. And wh- what are your thoughts, Ben? Knowing that your audience is, isn't is stupid and can, you know, get going and follow a universe no matter where it's at, follow multiple universes – is such an asset. I know the general audience are like, oh, there's so many Batmans, la-da, yada 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 You know, I don't care. You know, there are so many people who are into the superhero zeitgeist at this point in time. I, you know, treat your audience with some respect, man. This is not in the same universe. Every, every family or every person knows a nerd who can easily explain that to them in, you know, 30 seconds. 
oh, don't worry about that continuity. The Batman Part 2 is by itself. All you need to know is the first Batman movie. If you haven't been having these conversations, you really are just going into these, these movies to be entertained. If you care more about that, ask a nerd. Or heck, become one yourself, man, because it's right, so much fun. Right. I mean, look at all the comics <laughs> we have on the horizon. <laughs> yes, yes. And here, no, we, there's a lot There's a lot more of this article we can digest, but just for the sake of time and our lives, we're not going to read the whole thing. But there are a few expert excerpts that I want to pull from here. Ben, you want to go ahead and read that? Yeah, so this all of this information that we've been reading is from The Hollywood Reporter. They did an article for all this, so go check this out. But this is interesting right here. We didn't fire Henry. Henry was never cast, said Gunn. For me, it's about who do I want to cast as Superman and who do the filmmakers we have want to cast. And for me, for this story, it isn't Henry. He added, I like Henry. I think he's a great guy. I think he's getting dicked around a lot by a lot of people, including the former regime at this company, which is 100% factual. But this Superman is not Henry for a number of reasons, which, yeah, you know, that makes sense. And yeah. I like that he, you know, sympathizes. He's like, hey, yeah, with he's people have screwed around with Cavill. It, the the past runners of Warner Brothers have not been the best to him, and uh, it just sucks that James Gunn can't give Cavill more. But I do, I do respect this. He's like, he stated at the end of his video that the creators uh, and directors and writers of these will have full vision they'll be able to do what they want and put their own their own flair on it and if they don't see cavill in that role and gun doesn't see cavill in that role then i, I want to see what their full picture is so from what it sounds like it sounds like uh, they're not going to do an origin story a superman's already a thing and it's going to he's going to be a symbol of hope in a hopeless world i guess which mm -hmm. i mean if you're not going to do an origin story I just feel like they could use Henry. Obviously, yeah. I'm gonna we're gonna I'm gonna sit my butt in the theater opening night for this new Superman movie, like everyone else, because it's Superman. But I just, you know, you know me being me, I'm still a little jaded. I'm still a little jaded, man, and I'm probably gonna be for a while. I like Henry a lot, but that's I mean, overall, I'm really excited for this new. I I just like to know as a as a nerd looking to the future. I I like to know what is coming and for better or worse whether they can get all these projects out or not james gunn and peter safran have a plan to go forward with this new dc universe the dcu i like that the dcu not the dceu the extended universe which is so like non-committal the dcu is going to be comprised of everything i like that i like that a lot yeah, let, let, let's read this quote also right here. It's not the gun verse. It's not, Gun said. It's got to be all these different feels from all these different stories. That's what makes it so fun. The stories are completely different, and each has the individual expression of the writers and the director that are making these projects. But, he added, we're not stupid. Not every filmmaker is going to be happy, because if someone is doing something that isn't working, we're going to be honest. That's good. You need that. You know, there are certain filmmakers out there who have some whack ideas. You need to weed, you know, you need to be able to weed out what's, you know, not going to work. And James Gunn, I think he knows that. I think he knows. What's what's interesting, though, is he, he has done 
only quirky superhero films. He's never, you know, had the reins of a, a Superman or a Batman type story. And I'm really interested to see where that's going to go in Superman Legacy. Because we've seen him with the Suicide Squad. We've seen him with Guardians of the Galaxy, both of which are quirky ensemble movies. Superman's yeah. a personal yeah. story. So we're going to see where that goes, man. But we'll I see. am excited. He, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Overall, what do you think? I'm excited. I'm excited. I think DC, uh, even though they've put some really good stuff out lately, the direction hasn't really been there. And I think James Gunn, he knows what he's doing. He has a plan. And I'm excited to see him try to execute that plan. Try to execute that plan. <laughs> I mean, that's true. That's a lot. That's what? Over like 10 projects he's announced? Yes. Yeah. That are, I mean, they're not committed to. It's just that now we have release dates. And, you know, especially recently, especially with Star Wars, man, when they announced all that stuff, half of that stuff got produced. Half of it got canceled. So we'll see where this goes. But most excited project, Lanterns, do not care about Waller at all. I assume... Most excited project for you is Lanterns as well. Yeah, Lanterns, uh, Booster Gold looks really fun. Uh, basically, all the shows, even even Waller, I'll throw Waller in there as long as I I can watch it in good conscience. And uh, <laughs> James yeah, Gunn right. doesn't go too too rated R with it, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm excited for it. Which, I mean, you know, he can and has done in the past. He can. He can and has, so, yeah. So this we'll see. may not be the, the family-friendly version that we're used to with Marvel, but I think that's needed. I think everyone was, you know, pissing on uh, Batman versus Superman and the, the, the DC Universe, the Snyderverse, if you will, for being dark and grim. That was the style. Those were the style of movies. Yeah. They're not trying yeah. to copy Marvel. I think this needs to do the same thing. Not necessarily be dark and grim, but a different tone would be good. But at the end of the day, I, like you, just want good stories to tell. And that's right, right. where I think he, he has his focus on. So, good stories. That's what I want. I'm very interested. And now to go as the nerd I am. Watch all the breakdowns that are on YouTube, all the TikToks, all the Instagram things to find out what the populace thinks. Because I've yeah, you've had to you've had to wait. You've had to wait for a day. But this is cool. I like this. The live reaction on the podcast. This was fun. This was fun. Do it for sure with you as you reveal the projects or James Gunn rather. I like this. I like (laughs) I very play the video well. James Gunn (laughs) talks. Yes. Right. Right. This is good. I like this. I'm very excited to see what's going on with the DC going forward. You know, obviously still a little jaded, as the the Snyder yes. fan in me is a little jaded. We'll know more once the Flash comes out, though, in, in June. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm openly, or I'm I'm openly optimistic. Yep, yep. I would say I, I'm I'm there as well. So. Thank you guys for tuning in and joining us in the, you know, the backdrop of Gotham City as two nerds, you know, discuss the DC Two nerds universe. who may not be as embedded with the DC lore as they would like to be right. or are about to be. But yeah, if, you, if you've made it this far, you clearly like me or Ben in some way. So thank you. Hit, hit subscribe. Hit that big like button. Go over to our podcast. Check out our Marvel movie marathons. We are super proud of those. Ben 
he's he's had some fun editing tricks lately in those and i've really enjoyed them so we got what do we got we got iron man 2 coming up on monday yep iron man 2 is coming on monday this is hopefully going to be up uh not instantaneously but i've got a few plans <laughs> to get this up hopefully thursday you should be watching this thing so Sweet. if everything goes according to plan but uh we thank you guys for joining us here today stay tuned on the podcast and youtube for more uh, exciting stuff multiverse monologues as of right now though this has been Rayside this is Ethan Wetzloff signing off we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day